1: Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, grading the Chiefs 2022 draft class. When will teams stop hiring college coaches? And it's a Bulldog beatdown in L.A. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 1030 and Nate Taylor at 1. Now two guys who can make even Stetson Bennett look young. Cody Tapp
2: and Alex Gold. Man, it's... Uh... Must be cool to play college football at the age of 57. How old does that make you? 38. We've discussed my age.
1: So, you, so Stetson Bennett gets an extra 30 years. Wait, you are stay you really? Air. 38? Huh.
2: Right? That's my age. Hold on. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I was like, wait, the last time we did this on the air, I said my age wrong. And then my wife texted me to tell me that I had said my age wrong. So I... Just wanted to think about it for a second. How okay. often is
1: your wife listening? I don't know. 5% of the
3: time? How
2: often does your girlfriend
3: listen? 2% of the time? Is it when she's in town, or is she will she listen
1: when she's not? It's very, no, it's usually when she's not in town.
2: I think it's when Emma's in the car. Like, if she's in the car or driving around a little bit, sometimes I think she, she thinks to turn it on, but that's about
1: How it. How often do the women in your life listen? Actually, more than you think, because I've talked
3: about this when when it comes to dating. A lot of them will admit later on, after multiple dates, that they listened right before the first date or after the first date. So more, actually. A decent what about amount. your mom and sisters? Do uh, they listen much? Well, they're at they're at work, so no.
2: They could listen every to, once in a while. Well, I mean, maybe my sister; she's yeah, teaching,
3: but yeah. But um, every once in a while, I'll get a I'll get a text every once in a while about something with so my, show.
1: So my parents. I don't think I don't know how often they listen. My dad would be more inclined to listen to my mom. Maybe my mom is driving around a lot, but they both follow me diligently on social media. So anything, oh. I, my I've seen, I've been around them, and I'll yeah. send a tweet like over the holidays. And I'll and I'll hear my both of their phones buzz. Oh they're no! Getting, they got you
2: on notifications. They
1: push notifications anytime oh, I send a tweet no. out. So I don't know if my
2: no,
3: no, I don't no, know no. If my family has that. My mom definitely checks the after the Twitter or whatever. Like this, no joke. This this will happen. And drives me crazy. If I, you guys know, I tweet a decent amount. Cody probably tweets more than me, but I tweet a it's, very amount. You guys good. Both you good you're, you're both yeah. volume shooters. No, you are the Nick no. Young and the <laughs> Jr. Smith of Twitters. Um, what, what's the quote that was up in elementary school PE class in second grade? Something about like the shots. If you don't, the make, Wayne
2: Gretzky. You miss 100 yeah, percent of the shots yeah. you don't take. Uh-huh. Yeah. that's that's it, man. <laughs> that's sure. it. Uh,
3: no, but if I don't go up long, like if if, a, if a, a longer period of time, on especially on a weekend, of tweeting, I'm not kidding you guys. I will get a Text, maybe even a phone call. That is, you, I'm just seeing what's. I haven't seen you tweet in a while. Just making sure you're all right. That's
2: how they're checking in on you. Oh,
3: you my not, family guys. doesn't do that's, any of that. that
1: that's that's on you, actually. Me. <laughs> if if your family <laughs> thinks that your Twitter volume is an indication of your well being, <laughs> it's happened.
3: Especially when I especially when I did not live in Kansas City. When I lived down in Houston or out in Boise, I, I that would be like hey, you, I didn't see you tweet all all, all day. Making sure you're right.
2: By the way, more breaking news: okay. Patrick Mahomes is now joined the ownership group yeah. of the KC Current. Yes. Yeah, so so now nice. he owns part of the Royals, part of the Current, part of Sporting, part of Sporting.
3: Why not? I mean, honestly. And all of the AFC West. That's right. There you go, Nick. Am I right, guys? There you go. Yeah, it was not so. Are you
2: trying to be cornier after this conversation? Like, are you actively working towards it now? <laughs>
3: Uh, no, but congratulations to him. Makes a lot of sense. Obviously, his his wife, Brittany, was already part of the ownership group, and so now he is co-owner of the uh, the KC Curran as well. First active NFL
2: player to have equity in a NWSL team. I think that that – I mean, obviously, for whatever – Mahomes is going to be in Kansas City. He is going to own everything yes. by the time he's yeah. gone. I mean, look, he's going to have some piece you, of this entire uh, town.
3: Not only financially does it make sense. He's worth, you know, he's, he's got, he signed that half a billion dollar contract, but also if you're any of these clubs, whether it's sporting, Casey Current, having the Mahomes name. Attached to your organization, Cody. It turns out pretty good name to have attached to your organization. No matter what small percentage yeah, stake it so. is, does it, having the Mahomes name involved in your organization uh, most well liked person in Kansas City. So yeah, I would I would say that makes a lot of sense.
2: It does. By the way, now I've got a, like a sibling. I've got my brother Jerry saying I'm <laughs> listening right now. Okay, like all right, all of our families listen to. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, we forgot he owns Whataburgers, too. I mean, he, honestly, what else does he need? And they didn't even
2: exist before he made this a push is, for them to show up here. Not in KC, they didn't, that's for sure. He's going to own, like, part of the airport, is what we're going to find out next. Patrick Mahomes, part owner of the new Kansas City I'm Airport. I'm not sure that's a. I don't what think it's possible. I don't, really think, possible. Possible. I don't I think it's possible. The, city, uh, yeah, the, I the city, think city would just the be s- like, you know what? Yeah, you can have a part. 5%. That's
1: your. I don't, I, I don't think airports uh, appreciate I don't think they're going to be more <laughs> valuable over time. If anything, it's <laughs> the opposite. It's like buying a boat, which I'm sure he has one of those as well. Someone says, "How long till Mahomes opens a bar or restaurant?" That's a post-playing career thing, I think. Typically, right? yeah. Honestly, you know, Mahomes—he's
2: f- too rich for that. Guys,
1: in 2023, that's sort of a spare move. It's like, eh, really, you had to <laughs> open a restaurant? Yeah, like Shula's Steakhouse was a thing 30 years ago or whatever. Not, not, not something that uh, I know it still
3: exists. Do you exists, ever go to George
2: Brett's on the Plaza? I've—I never went. No,
1: I went to the Michael Jordan restaurant in Chicago when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. You know, it was cool for me. I really doubt that my, you know, every time an athlete opens a restaurant, unless it's like a John Elway Steakhouse, right? Yeah. Anytime they open a restaurant, it's just like, hey, we're going to have everything. We've got ribs. We've got mac and cheese. It's like a bad Chinese buffet. We've got tacos. Like Pizza.
2: You're like, I don't want these things together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Choose a style of yeah. food. Yeah. That's true.
1: Okay. No, I also don't had she'll... the Michael Jordan cologne, so maybe maybe Mahomes
3: can. Oh, you think he's going to have cologne coming I think coming he should out. drop got... a
2: fragrance. He's
1: got the shoes. He's got the,
3: the fashion line of, like, T-shirts and stuff. You're right. The cologne is probably only a few years what, away.
2: What we didn't realize is what an inspiration Michael Jordan was to him. We know for a fact that, like, a print of Michael Jordan was a part of a Nick Short fight. Like, you owed everything, Michael Jordan. You got the what, arm fight? spread. I believed you said that there was a negotiation over... If you moved in together, if that would be hung oh, on a wall. I thought you, I thought you were talking about no, like a no, physical no. altercation. No, no, no. Like, like, never if, got <laughs> that bad. If, if, it, if you were to move in together, it was, the, it was the first piece of, like, collective, like, I would like to put this on a wall. And you're like, ah, no, no, yeah, not so much.
1: Lindsay was like, you know, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the artwork that you have or a lot of the pictures that you have framed, they're all, like, sports. Like, I've got a Babe Ruth, a big, giant yeah, Babe Ruth sense. one. I've got a Michael Jordan one. I've got some KU stuff. And... I was like, she's like, well, we're not hanging all this stuff up. I go, that's fine. But the Michael Jordan one for sure, which, by the way, <laughs> is the biggest, most obnoxious. It's like it's like yeah. seven Super feet long. long. yeah. And she's like, oh, no. Like, that's the first one that's got to go. It's so big. And I was like, well, we'll find a spot for it. And she's like, no, this isn't a negotiation. Like, we will not find a spot for it. So. You know, we'll find a spot you're, for it. Now, ultimately, guys, like we we'll f- you're maybe in the garage, but Nick, you're probably right about the restaurant
3: thing being something you would have done like 20 years ago. But if there was a spot for the future Mahomes Steakhouse, uh, it's clearly going to just be part of the downtown Royals ballpark district, right? I mean, that's clearly where it would go yes.
2: at this point. Yeah, I would think that that seems likely. I, if I were ranking Chiefs players, though, on most likely to have a restaurant, it feels like it's not Mahomes first. It's Travis Kelsey. And it it's absolutely not even is. close. Yeah, so, so Chris a, Jones. A, Kelsey would be more of, I feel more of like a bar. A sports bar, not a not a
3: high end steakhouse, because he's he's a little cooler and this. I just feel that'd be more the vibe. You think Chelsea yeah. would have a steakhouse? Well, I think one steak- more
1: of like a bar or a really cool place that has like everything. I think bars are probably a bigger pain in the ass to run than a well, steakhouse. Let's
3: be honest, none of these guys are actually running the bar. Their names on it. They get their their money's involved. But no, in I'm it.
1: saying like I'm sh- I'm I'm assuming, and I'm sure there's people on the text line who know this. I'm assuming you can make more money off a steakhouse than you can a bar. You sell them four dollar drinks versus. Oh, there's high-end $58 bars. $58 entrees? Yeah. What, you think he's going to do, like a cocktail bar? All I know is that they're not really, you said it's more difficult to manage. He's not managing it anyway. No, I just mean like financially.
2: Yeah. You no, know, you want it to work. <laughs> sure, sure. It's actually be a successful restaurant, unlike the aforementioned George Brett's, yeah. which closed yeah. after what, like 18 months?
3: It was not open very long. It definitely was not.
2: Quite the start to the show today.
1: Well, we didn't know we were going to get ownership news, you know? Uh-huh ownership that's moves. what life's all about though <laughs> you guys need to take ownership of your lives
2: i'd like to think remember of, we
1: were going to we start a cng pizza remember what
2: we gonna, happened
3: uh well our friends over at guys <sighs> bought the space we and wanted by the killing it way better than they, we could have ever Yeah, that, that's think a fact that's actually, guys is
2: doing a much better job I, than we would have ever think done
3: guys has officially been open a year at that location now
2: they're like think about what cng pizza could have been though they opened that then they opened one in a hospital and now they're getting one at the airport mm-hmm. cng pizza could have been everywhere well we had our <laughs> chance. I mean now we could reduce it. I am based on a post. Oh boy. I, I have seen that B dub is selling a food truck. So I did see are this. we sure that we can't get back into this area? Yeah, pizza. when we were talking about this originally. Very nice food he he kind of pulled us pulled
1: me aside and was like, dude, I've got a food truck. So CNG Pizza could come back. Yeah, he, uh, he does.
3: does. He know what price he he's can't asking come for. Come back if it's never existed. Well, he said serious offers only on his Facebook post. But it's a so what like, do you it, think that that means? Do you think
2: he'd give like a workplace discount? Yeah. Do you no. think he'd be willing to no. accept no, non-serious he put, offers? He invested a lot of money us. from us.
3: <laughs> he invested a good chunk of change, and that's a very. Have you seen the photos of the inside? It is. I mean, it's what, clean. He, it's Stainless steel stuff. It's a kitchen appliance. It's very
2: nice. Do you think because we're co workers, he would accept a Cody and Gold payment plan? You know, like we could just slowly oh, financing pay. A little financing? A little 0% interest financing for his friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, with
3: probably. Matter of fact,
2: I think we probably need to get beat up on it some point need, and ask him so what basically,
1: what we're asking
3: is, will you just give us the food truck? We need beat, beat we'll up. Beat up probably him. needs at least 25 or 50 down. So. Like bucks? K. Like <laughs> probably get. K. How many Ks do you
1: guys have? Well, not as many as Cody. We've established this. Yeah, Cody's just like <laughs> passive income, man. At this point,
2: <laughs> that's what I'm looking for at a CNG pizza yeah. food truck. We've got to figure out if he'll give us a, you know, a little discount. A homie hookup. That's all we're friends. Someone says Mahomes steakhouse, where every steak is served coated with ketchup. I mean, it does feel like there would have to be something on the menu that related to that. He should just name them after his best plays. Hmm. Okay. It's a little kitschy. So what? I mean, that's definitely sports a... bar vibe. Like, yes. the app, it,
3: like the the jet chip wasp queso or something. Like oh it just no. it just be terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that's what Nick, that's what Cody just suggested. I said, I know <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Jet jet I hate it so plus. much. Oh jeez,
1: I hate it. Hmm.
3: Coming up in about twenty minutes, we're gonna be joined by Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals, our FL insider. We'll talk all things NFL with Vinny. Uh, And obviously, uh, I think at this point with his Jets being eliminated, got to get his thoughts on just how he sees the path going for the Chiefs and the postseason as well. But before the ownership news came out, we were going to talk about what has been another ridiculous draft class for Brett Veach. We were talking about this a year ago with what they're able to do with Creed and Nick Bolton, for example. You look at the two first round picks the Chiefs have. Trent McDuffie, yeah, he missed some time this year, but he's been very solid. Should have had a pick. His teammates were giving him oh, a hard man, time for yeah. it right after the play. Should have had a pick, as a matter of fact, on Saturday. And then, as we know, George Karloftis the last six or seven weeks is playing as good as any rookie defensive lineman in football. Any pass rusher, him and Aiden Hutchinson, the last six weeks have been as good as anybody. It's insane. And what think he's about been where Aiden
2: Hutchinson got taken mm-hmm. to be in that category based on your current play, and honestly, the play the entire season. Does say something about what you got in value. I think it's fairly obvious that this is the best draft of Brett Veach's career. Which is a lot to say when you've only got one years of evidence. Because in some of the other ones, we know that Creed Humphrey is an all-pro player. He found in the second round of the draft in a year that they didn't have a first-rounder, right? But tell me the miss. Right now, the biggest question mark out of the entire draft class is Skymore. That's the biggest question mark out of anyone. He found a starting corner in Trip McDuffie. He might have found a Pro Bowl caliber defensive end at the end of the first round. We don't know yet, but he's clearly going to be an effective pass rusher. If you get a seven-sack guy at pick 30-31, you've done well. Like, I mean, just moving forward. If you find, like, sure. essentially the Carlos Dunlap in that round, you've done great. Cook has played a lot. Leo Chennault has played more lately than I was anticipating. Two more corners who can either be starters or rotational pieces. In Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams makes a huge difference. And then he found his starting running back in Isaiah Pacheco. There are only two picks in this entire draft, Az Johnson and Sky Moore, that you have remaining questions about. Everyone else, Gold, you either know is a starting caliber player or has a role. That's a massive hit.
3: And I understand when we say skill position, people are talking about, you know, finding that legit. Wide receiver, but I will argue running backs a skill position. Even though we can talk about its long term value, when you draft it in the seventh, yeah, round, it's got short term value. When sure. it's a seventh round pick, though, and you're getting what Pacheco had. Pacheco, has anybody looked at his
2: yardage? He's like, got about like, nine hundred or eight hundred. Yeah, yeah.
3: As a seventh round pick, that and is he didn't play for like the first, like the first yeah, yeah,
2: month and a half. I mean that that makes a difference. They're not playing for a month and a half. This is by, this is by far his best draft, right? You know what? Honestly, it is the two biggest questions I had remaining for. Brett Veach were can you draft a wide receiver and can you draft a defensive end like are you capable of finding those positions because honestly as much as I like Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie I was actually all, I was already kind of sure gold that Brett Veach had a pretty good handle on the cornerback position that he found value there the luxurious sneeze of the world the you know whatever it doesn't matter Rashad Fenton who he got some starter snaps out of I was pretty sure he knew how to find a corner But I was not sure he was capable of finding a defensive end. And look where we are now. He found a defensive end. This feels like for any complaints, like I don't know what complaints I guess at this point you would have left to Brett Veach. He's handled the cap well. He's brought in the free agent spending he did this year. Seemed prudent and wise in Dunlap or Juju. Letting go of Tyreek worked.
3: Like, it's like, it, what, what complaint can I have right well, now? Well, that, and, and also an in-season acquisition suddenly that not only we, we thought when they traded for Kadarius Tony, I remember you and I were having a conversation that they picked Yeah, the, I didn't the, love the, it. Cause it news, just didn't seem like it was worth the, the risk. The but. news broke during the show. And we had, we had talked about it being, Hey, how much, you know, really don't judge him on this year. It's all about the future. Well, what we're finding out with the Kadarius Tony trade, Cody, it's about the future big time as well, but Kadarius Tony is going to have a key role. And whether or not this team can actually get to the to the Super Bowl. Like he's going to be part of that picture. I would I would have thought, okay, he's, you know, this year, whatever you get out of him is just a plus and a bonus, which it is to a certain extent. And it's more about next season. But based off of the McCall Hartman injury, and hopefully he's available for the visual round game, Kadarius Toney has been crucial in the red zone for this team. Jarek McKinnon, of course, as well. But Kadarius Toney, we just saw what he was capable of doing yet again when he's healthy. Nope, nobody's shiftier in football right now, I feel like, than Kadarius Tony when he's healthy.
2: It's ridiculous. It's fun to watch. This is why nobody is more secure as a franchise right now than the Chiefs in the entire league. Because if you wanted to, you could roll with the three most important things for the next decade and nobody would care, right? If it was Mahomes, Reed, and Veach, we'd all be like, sounds good. Looking forward to it, right? Nobody's looking for a change at any of those locations. And to me, Brett Veach looks like he's getting stronger. Like it's going better over time, which is how it's supposed to work for draft. And I understand that some of these things are going to occur, right? Like eventually Brett Veach is going to have a dud of a draft. I'm going to try in those moments before we just bury the guy for one bad draft to remember that in back-to-back drafts, he might've drafted multiple pro bowlers at key positions because that does matter because the first year we talked about this, his first year as a draft wasn't good. It was not a good draft. There are like passably decent players amongst the group, but it didn't work out. But if you go through every general manager's first draft, it didn't get better. And seemingly as he's gotten more picks and more valuable picks, things have gone better for him. And so to me, this is about the, the highest level of confidence I've probably ever had in Brett Feech because now in addition to it, now the only position I have left to question is wide receiver. And because of Patrick Holmes, it doesn't matter how right you're going to get that in the draft. And I'll wait on Sky Moore. I, I haven't just like written that off. We've already talked about how many people have to get passes in this offense. It makes it difficult anyway. And also to that same point,
3: looking at the decision when they traded Tyree Kill, this idea that they were going to take this step back, and obviously that hasn't happened. They're the number one seed heading to the postseason. But they, they're setting themselves up better, we thought, and I think it's true, for the future financially, right? I mean, they're going to have not only draft capital again this year, 10-plus picks, I believe, at last check. And maybe more, depending on if Eric Bieniemy, who we're going to talk about again, coming up at eleven o'clock, if Eric Bieniemy were to get a head coaching gig finally, but also financially, by not making Tyreek kill the highest-paid wide receiver in football for your team, you've put yourself in a position where there's got to be some big decisions with guys on the roster. Yes. But you're not in a terrible spot for the next year or two financially, the way some other teams who went all nope. in this year are. Like, say you had pay Tyreek Hill, then what do you do about Chris Jones, right? Because it, it and Orlando Brown Jr. I mean, you, you it have complicates some
2: more things. If you're already paying one guy twenty five million dollars a year, you have to let somebody else go. You might not be in mm-hmm. that position anymore. You might be able to keep your all pro defensive lineman because you were willing to take the huge risk that is letting go of Tyreek. Because I know it seems easy now, but that was a massive risk Brett Feech took. Mm-hmm. That was a huge risk. You're going to let go of a top five wide receiver for the number one weapon or number two weapon, depending on Kelsey, for your all-pro Super Bowl bound, you know, whatever, quarterback, you want to do that? And we know that they had a close relationship, so you, you got to get your quarterback on board, too. It's not only a risk from a play perspective, Gold, but you risk that if this fails, having this be the first time your quarterback's mad at you, you know? We were 10 games into this season goal and the offense wasn't working. How do you think Patrick Mahomes have been feeling about that decision then? Probably not as good, right? Now he can just move on. It took it was it took a massive leap of faith, I guess, from Mahomes to even let Brett Veach make that move.
3: Coming up in ten minutes, we'll be joined by Vinny Pasquantino of the Royals. He joins us every Tuesday, our VNFL insider. Thinking of drafting, of course, you're, you're taking a look at the college talent, and uh, there will be plenty of Georgia Bulldogs drafted once again. We all thought uh, when Georgia won the national championship last year that they would, you know, maybe struggle a little bit to replace some of that talent. No, they just go and win another national championship back to back years in a game that. Was unwatchable unless you were a Georgia fan. 65 (laughs) to 7 over TC. I mean, a 58 point margin of victory in a national championship game. That thing was off at halftime. I imagine some of you turned that thing off before then as well. Uh, I I don't know why on earth, unless you were a Georgia alum, why you decided to watch that in its entirety. No reason to. I mean, it was. Did you? I mean, you will watch almost
2: any sport to its entirety. Not
3: when it's to that extent. And I didn't have like an outstanding bet. Here's the thing. I'm not even mad about. We talked about TCU covering. It's one of those where like. That's not going to win. Well, just like you don't. It's just they never. I mean, never were in that game. You lose 65 to 7. I don't care if you think you're the biggest expert in the world. Like nobody. 58 points. Nobody's predicting a 58 point win in college football for a national championship game. So nuts. TCU just never had it. They're completely unmatched.
2: I would Uh, like, yeah, they got their ass kicked. Georgia's going to go down as one of the better college football teams of all time. I still don't think it's anywhere close to that LSU team with Joe Burrow, because that not only was an undefeated team, but that was one of the most talented teams that ever walked here. This team had Stetson Bennett. They're just talented in every single conceivable area on the field, and they were completely outmatched. Against TCU, I will not accept the, well, it should have been Bama crowd. Screw that. Win <laughs> more games. Folks,
3: that's just the FCC folks.
2: Win more games. Like, in the end, if we just eliminate the fact that winning the games matter, then I guess the Chiefs just get to be the one seed every year. You know, like, well, let's not do that. Sports would be so much worse off. And if that's the system you want, then accept, then let's all go to the European soccer model. <laughs> And like then you have to completely change the way you view sport in this country.
1: I feel like this this segment is literally made for one person, like one human being, and that human being is Jay Binkley. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you probably. guys, without saying his name, and I'm not going to let it fly. You guys are specifically calling out Jay Binkley. And oh, he's not else. the
2: only one who wants Alabama in the college football playoffs.
1: And by the way, Georgia has had a top five recruiting class each of the last five years. They put six guys in the first round of the draft last year. They're going to have another. No, they are, are going to the, the f- they're the favorites already. They're incredibly already next year. talented. It's just that at the most important position mm-hmm. they happen to have a 25-year-old the, walk-on who's now a back-to-back national champion. Yeah.
3: Yeah, look they're they're already 3 to 1 they're the favorites to win the title again next year they because can go ahead of, and, to next point about what what they
1: have talent-wise on that on that roster. But yeah, I mean look, isn't that insane C- though? Isn't that insane yes. that you can have all of these top 3, number 1, number 2, number 3 recruiting classes yet your quarterback is a walk-on? I and they want the, you back-to-back titles for the, for the, what, the fifth time in yeah. the last 20 years or 30 years that that's even
2: happened? It doesn't make any sense, but if you're that talented everywhere else, it's like just sticking around long enough makes it work. My favorite moment of maybe the entire game was in the pregame. Yes. When Nick Saban's sitting on the studio and he's like, hey, you know, George is taken over college football. And you can see, like, the, the life leave his eyes for a minute, like... I just, he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to have the conversation that is, Georgia's taking over college football. Like, sorry, Nick, they got back to back national championships. They're the favorite to win it next year. Like, and the way college football works, Alabama's obviously still great. They'll probably go to the college football playoff next year. They'll probably have a chance to, they'll be the second or third favorite to win the college football championship next year. But, like, I, I you know, I think that the way that it works I'll is, I'll say this about eventually Georgia. somebody See, else shows up.
3: Georgia last night, there's nobody in the country was going to be Georgia last night. I mean, they, they were perfect in yeah. every facet of the game. Um, Michigan wouldn't have beat them.
1: Alabama wouldn't have beat them. I mean, Kansas almost um, beat TCU, so I would have loved to see what they would have and looked Missouri
2: like And Missouri almost beat Georgia. They so did. really, yeah. in retrospect, all um, national championships were against teams who almost lost to the Liberty It lowest. should have been a K- KU-Missouri so, national <laughs> championship instead of the
3: Liberty Bowl. I don't think Eli would have agreed to play that game either. I'm not you sure. You he would have <laughs> sat um, down? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he would have agreed to play in that one either. Um, but no, when, you're, when you look at it, I mean, they – Georgia would have beat Michigan by twenty one last night. Twenty eight. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. Nope, nobody was beating. Now fifty eight points. I mean it's the largest margin of victory ever in a bowl game. But and you know it is. Ridiculous. Once you
2: get to like a thirty point margin, things unravel quickly. Sure. And, and I mean, that's what happened. I mean,
3: that'd been just absolutely devastating for a team that did have an incredible Cinderella type of season in TCU. I mean, yeah. nobody saw this coming. People
2: didn't think they were gonna beat uh, Michigan. No. Because no. that's the other part. If you're like hey Alabama deserved to be in instead of instead of TCU, then you're like, okay, so Really, realistically, you should have been kicking Michigan out. They beat them, at least. Don't make the argument that TCU had no business being here. Michigan was the team who was down 30 themselves to TCU at one point. They made it a game, but they also got down 30.
3: Yeah, Georgia would have beat anybody in the country by 21 points last night. At least, yeah. In retrospect, I, we now, should have 58, the 58, of course not. Of course not 58. I mean, that's just unheard of. <laughs> Although, did you see there was some individual that bet uh, with the app PointsBet, which is an app that actually is available in, in Kansas to bet, and they made a 50-cent bet that it would be a 58-point win. Why? I have no idea. I don't know if they put 50 cents on a bunch of margins just for the heck of it. It won 750 bucks. 50 cents that it would be a 58-point margin of victory, and that better won $750. That's the guy that was watching till the end, Cody. There you go. Yeah, That's the guy. That one guy. Uh-huh. All right, coming up next, we'll get back to the NFL. Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, he'll tell us if he likes the path for the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl
4: to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by GAN, Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?
4: Now joining Cody and Gold.
5: Hey, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning. Let me tell you that.
4: It's your 2022 VinFL Insider.
5: Are his hands going to get any bigger?
4: Royals first baseman Vinny Pasquantino.
5: As a uh, potential future Chiefs fan, we hate the Broncos.
3: All right, Vinny, our VinFL Insider, with us here, and I understand you are you are down in Orlando. You were at Disney World, and so I don't know if you're cutting in line in front of the kids or what. How's it going?
5: Uh, it's going great. I'm just taking over the animal kingdom right now. That's what's going on. Um, just got off Expedis, Expedition Everest. Had a great time. Just just a wonderful time with family. You know how it is. What is, by the way, Vinny, what is your spirit
2: animal in general, since you are in Animal Kingdom?
5: I mean, I don't think I have a choice here but to say a Sasquatch, so I think <laughs> I think my hands are kind of tied there and I'm just going to roll with that.
2: Would you like us as a show to, to make Pasquatch a thing? Do you want us to help in that regard? How are you feeling about that nickname in general?
5: Uh, it's of the three nicknames that people have given me, I have not given myself a nickname as uh, opposed to what has been said on MOV Network last week, which I tried <laughs> to clarify. Um, I prefer the Pasquatch of any of them, but Call me whatever you want. I don't care. But if that if you guys make that your prerogative, that's on you guys. I will not uh, tell you how to market me.
3: <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll just take <laughs> Insider for us works as well yeah, that's at, at this point. Now, what's are you just at Animal Kingdom? Because I haven't been to Disney World in, I don't know, 15-plus years. Magic Kingdom, Splash Mountain, favorite ride ever.
5: Yeah, Splash Mountain is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to I think, to be honest, I think Everett's my favorite ride on campus here at Disney, but we're only doing animal kingdom this year. Every year, this week, we come down here and it's kind of my it's my last week of relaxing before it's time to get ready for spring and get ready for the season. So this is my last hurrah as a uh, as a relaxing individual of society. Once this week is over, then it's time to uh, time to really get going. Um, so this, you know, it's just a good week.
3: Our, our producer, Nick, brought up a good point. Like, Can you can you fit on every ride?
5: Yeah, to be honest, Nick, a little bit of a messed up text. <laughs> hey, I just got a text that said, hey, serious question. Um, can you fit on the ride? <laughs> you know what? It, to be completely honest, your number is saved in my phone as 610 Sports Show, so I'm not changing it now. <laughs> I'm not changing it to Nick. Uh, that is, that, you know, that's just, that's just ridiculous. If we're going to be, yeah, you know, but yes, I can, you know, I fit. I fit. I it wasn't, it wasn't a fat joke, I'm man.
4: Vocalist, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to come. You don't have to try to save yourself. Nah, I'll six, six,
5: six sports show of my show for the rest of your life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Vinny, before we talk about the NFL playoff matchups, uh, we were messaging a little bit about the Houston Texans decision to go for two and win the game. Explain to me why you think it's a good decision to go from the first pick to the second pick in their eyes.
5: So, okay. First of all, that is not what we talked about. What we talked about is if you should be okay with losing and <laughs> how in the moment, knowing that you could have the one pick, but at the time I'm going to just go ahead and assume they didn't know that the bears were losing. They probably did, but sure. I'm just going to assume they didn't. I fully believe you play to win every single game. And maybe I'm saying that from an athlete's perspective, not as a fan's perspective, but a few years ago, the jets law, or they beat the Rams, um, and because they beat the Rams, the Jaguars got the first pick and got Trevor Lawrence, which looks great for the Jaguars right now. doesn't look fantastic for the Jets. But I remember how happy I was that day when they beat the Rams. And that feeling of winning will never be replaced by getting a draft pick for me. And that could be just my biased opinion as an athlete, but that's how I feel. I feel like you should play to win for your fans all the time uh, because that's how I take the field every day is, you know, for the fans of Kansas city, like they come to see a winner. So we are going to try to win every single day, whether that happens or not, you know, whatever, but we're going to give it our best shot to win. And that's just kind of my opinion on it is you create a winning organization and culture by trying to win every single day.
2: I thought you'd made a a great point in the sense that I think it would be difficult or actually impossible for Lovey Smith to be like, Hey guys, we're just going to throw this two point. Don't worry about it. Because then how can anyone take you serious ever? Even if you were to keep your job. We know he got let go the next day, right. but even yeah, if you which, were to keep your job.
5: That, I think I think that's the worst part of it is that he got fired hours after the game. So you almost wonder, like first they probably had it predetermined that they were going to fire him. Right. But secondly, it's like if he had lost the game, do they keep him around? Because the Texans were not very good, but what they did every day is they showed up and they made it tough on teams. So at the end of the day they didn't have enough talent to go ahead and win those games but they did have enough talent because they're professional players to stay you know they took the chiefs to the wire they took a few other teams to the wire and that's kind of just you know you feel like lovey smith was starting to get something going and i know that he's been a coach before and everything but it still felt like you know the texans have fired a coach after one year the past two seasons now it's uh i don't know if i don't know if you can really change the culture or try to create your own culture in one year so it's just a tough tough situation there.
2: All right,
3: Vinny, what about the path here for the Chiefs? We know they get the bye week. They got the number one seed, potentially could host a AFC title game unless it came against the Buffalo Bills or would come against the Buffalo Bills. What do you make of this path where Chiefs likely to to play the Chargers, it seems like, in that divisional round?
5: Yeah, um, and did they play the Chargers? Oh, sorry, you guys would know more than me. How are the Chargers games this year? Both, they won both. Very the close. They
2: won them both, but they were yeah. both uh, inside a field goal.
5: Yeah, which is probably not where you exactly want to be as a fan of just knowing that it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. But at the same time, when you're the one seed, you're not scared of anybody. So I would imagine that the Chiefs will gladly welcome in the Jaguars or the Chargers, depending on how, you know, how the seeding ends up working out. But uh, because they they still reseed. Right. So they you don't know who you're going to play the following week necessarily. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so. Like, they'll play. So, if the Dolphins beat the Bills, they'll play the Dolphins. Correct. No matter correct. What. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I I think if you're the Chiefs, you're just looking forward to uh, getting back out on the field. And, obviously, I think everybody wants to see the Chiefs play either the Bills or the Bengals. And that looks, you know, more than likely to happen. Um, I, I don't know how the neutral site thing is going to work. Do you guys know? Where is that going to be at? Well, no, but if it's
2: in Nashville, can we crash with you? Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I I mean, I'm not going to just say yes. Maybe we can just talk <laughs> off air a little
2: bit. <laughs> I'm not going to
5: just uh, opening up my house to a bunch of people. So, you know, I can't, I can't answer that question, you know, live on air. But I feel like they – <laughs> That would be a great time.
3: I
2: think that they should – Well, look, Nick's not invited. We already learned that.
3: Not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Nick's
2: definitely not. <laughs> we feel like they, they should, like from an NFL perspective, like if you were a player and it was 20 days before the World Series, would if it was going to be in a neutral site, wouldn't you want to know where that game could potentially be?
5: Uh, As a player, I think they're probably the least worried about it because you just go get on a flight and you fly to whatever city it is. I do think there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of that, but I think it's more of a worry for fans. If I'm a fan right now of these two teams, and I believe they sell tickets early for those events, so I'd want to know where it is so I can start planning my travel. Um, That's kind of who it affects more because as a a player, you just go get on a plane and, all right, we're going to go play. So. Uh, but yeah, you know, just to go back to what you guys said, I want to make sure I acknowledge that 610 Sports Show is definitely not invited to my house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Vinny, when, uh, now that we've got the full playoff field, what is your prediction, since we will talk to you before the next game, what is your prediction for who will end up in the Super Bowl in the NFC and AFC?
5: The NFC, I think, is completely wide open. I think the 49ers are probably the favorites, especially with kind of the quarterback situation in Philly. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts did not look super healthy this weekend. I do think that the Eagles will get to the NFC championship. So I think the link will host, and that's a tough place to go in to win. But as we all know, defense travels, and that's what the 49ers have. So I think it will be the one and two seeds in the NFC uh, duking it out. And I do end up thinking we're going to see the matchup that – I mean, the, the, the good thing about being a Chiefs fan is you want the Bengals and the Bills, and you're most likely going to get one of them. Uh, I think it would be hard not to yeah. unless they both lose um, this week. Um so, but that Bills Bengals game is going to be, I would have to assume, is going to just be incredible. Well, with the news that we got this week of Demar Hamlin being okay and being discharged from the hospital, if that game is in Buffalo, which it would have to be, I mean that is that atmosphere is going to be nuts. So I'm I would have to take the Bills there. But I I think it's going to be Chiefs 49ers. I think we're going to get a rematch of a regular season game. That's that's my prediction.
2: Yeah, and the Super Bowl yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, that too.
5: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> well, right. In well, fairness, <laughs> not the same quarterback, most likely. Yeah, yeah,
3: Hey, we'll let you get back to, to some roller coasters. And I don't know, are you going to have a turkey leg? Like, are you turkey leg guy? Because that to me is a go-to at the theme park.
5: No, I just I just had some popcorn, but I was going to get a refillable popcorn thing, but it's not free refills. You have to pay for the refill. Like, so no way I'm doing that. I'll just if I want popcorn, I'll just go buy it. Like, it's just yeah. Why, you know, why have a refillable refi- bucket exactly. if you have to pay for the refill? Like, what? That's you know and society it's just crazy
3: <laughs> Vinny Pasquantino en- environmentally sound maybe not maybe not when it comes to the uh, to the popcorn bucket I guess
5: yeah just don't mess with my money that's all I'm saying so I appreciate you guys uh I'll see you next week let's go Chiefs huh
3: there you go Vinny Pasquantino our NFL insider kind enough uh, to call in while he's uh down at Disney World having fun at Animal Kingdom and yeah he did not Nick uh, he didn't he didn't like your joke man
1: he didn't like your joke you're out. I'm more. You're out. You know, what, wow. he, can act, he can act like he's disrespected by me asking if he's too big. Is he what is he? Six, <laughs> four. I think it's a very fair question to ask. I'm more disrespected that he's been coming on with us for four plus months yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. He knows my name, but yet still has not taken the time. Well, because
3: he probably put it in a six,
1: 10 sports show initially before. Okay, he knew at the some show. point you
3: fix it, but he, that's not top of mind. priority. Well, he's not fixing yeah, it he's, now. He's yeah. made
1: that very clear. I'm see, I'm super anal about it on my phone. Everybody is first and last name. Now, Everyone. So
2: mine are sometimes a lot of times the way I mm. put them in my phone is how they stay. So even people I'm close with. So if I originally met you at six ten and that's how I knew you known you at sometimes, yeah. like in the early going They would be this 6'10", or like that Webster, if that's what they were. I always
1: fix it.
3: Once Eh. I I find out your full
2: name, I fix it.
3: Yeah, so unless it's someone I really don't know, but like inside the contact, I can put who they are. Like, I, I mean, I have your guys' first and last name, but it doesn't say like Nick 6'10". It says Nick Schwartz. Well, mine doesn't
2: have, but I've got plenty in there that are available that way.
3: It
1: would only do, I would only do that if I can't, if I know that I'm not going to be able to remember your full name, because we don't talk that often, and I'm going to need a context clue to search for your name the next time Yeah, mine are pretty
3: much, with the exception of maybe like eight to ten, are just first and last
1: name, and that's
3: it. And then once I click on the contact, I do try to, if it's something uh, where it's, you know, it's it's somebody that's not a friend, I'll put it like, who do they work for, who are they with, or whatever, but that's.
2: I'll just do that and leave it forever. I don't care. (laughs) I like that we've come into two – because, like, the other part, we ended up talking about Mahomes being ownership, but the other thing I was going to ask you right at the beginning of the show, because Matt Quattuaro was yeah. on the morning show. Yep. He sat in studio. If you want to hear it, it's at 610sports.com. I wanted to ask you what he thought of his outfit. He was des- dressed like a I didn't pay, college honestly, professor. I honestly didn't pay that it was like much It was like, a, like an Argyle sweater, beige, tannish jacket. It felt like he was dressed like somebody who was teaching, like, econ – at like UMKC, like a fifty-year-old econ professor. That's what it felt I mean, like. A that Tuesday, was a vibe.
3: It's a Tuesday in the off season in Kansas City. Look very comfortable. I'm looking at the photo. Yeah, very, why not? Laid back, relaxed.
2: No, cool. I, was just, I just Tom, wanted. I just Tom wanted a cool. general. I just wanted a general reaction. I don't know. I like. I thought maybe he'd try to show up in a suit, and I was like, oh, that would have no, been too no. much. What? No. no, I agree. That would have been too much. I was glad to see him dressed uh, like a.
3: He's a manager. He's not an executive with the organization. I'm not even wearing a suit. Wouldn't have worn a suit. Also uh, nice nice job just ruining our opportunity for for Nashville The way you asked it is why Vinny said no. This you just right away you were asking about staying in Now Nashville. he said Six
2: in Sports show. I think that's Nick. I think no, that's I Nick think as, the, person, he, he as a person not us as a collector. The show collective. is
3: not invited. The whole show is not invited. Thank you for that. Well Cody.
2: even before even before
1: that it sounded like he didn't he wasn't super keen on the idea anyway. I don't think he like I don't think he liked you asking, Cody. He said, "Hey, that's an off-air conversation," you know? <laughs> But that's a, that's an old trick in, in the industry is you ask them questions on air. So hopefully they feel pressured to say yes. Yeah, because, because Vinny, didn't, to, Vinny clearly to no. did not succumb to that pressure at all.
2: No, he very quickly jumped to the side and said, I, ah, you know, that's kind of an off air thing. But if it ends up in Nashville, it sounds like we could at least have fun with Vinny if we were down in Nashville. So that's a possibility that, by the way, anybody want to put an over under on when they think they'll actually announce the site Do we I think would it's hope after it. this weekend's games. So I would like
3: to think it's by Friday before these games, but I wonder if the NFL is not going
2: to announce it until they
3: know it's like a real, real possibility, right? Meaning that Buffalo for sure wins their divisional round or their wild yeah. card game. Because if, if Buffalo were to be upset, which none of us are thinking that's happening against Miami, well then they don't ever have to announce it and they move on and nothing changes. So maybe they're waiting till it becomes a possibility. Oh, with a divisional round win, then it happens.
2: Maybe like that's they're what trying to like work through that way. I mean, I mean, it's not saying you can't do that, but I, I just don't understand this notion. This goes back to the because ESPN had a really good article up today on the what happened to more Hamlin and the circumstances that all led to it, and it made it sound like certainly that the NFL was planning on still playing that game that day, yeah, and that you know other and that it was what we thought the teams more canceled that game or postponed that game than the NFL had ever done. But you could see in that moment they were like the time it took them to make important decisions was not because it necessarily had to if that makes sense like that's how i read that they could have been more firm they could have made more decisions even Isaiah McKenzie he did a an hour long sit down podcast with Tyler Dunn we've had him on the show over at the the go long touchdown we've podcast. had Tyler on yeah yeah, yeah we've had yeah, Tyler yeah. not Isaiah McKenzie yeah. but so even he is just like well like we like in the moment he's a bills player and he's like we, if, they, if they'd have told us to postpone, we would have postponed it, right? Or if they would have told us we were forfeiting, we would have forfeited. He's like, but he, even he couldn't understand what the hell was taking so long. They're sitting in there being like, are we doing this? They're just like crying in a locker room. Like, why haven't they canceled this thing? Like, I understand that it's hard, but you could have canceled and figured out the rest later. And I feel like that's what's happening here. Just announce, find a neutral neutral site, announce it, and then figure out the details for the rest of these teams.
3: Atlanta, Dallas. Vegas, one of those three. Anything else that make a whole lot of sense at this point?
2: Those are the ones you're rooting for. Can
3: you look at who's in the playoffs, who's not in the playoffs. Unless you you're going
2: outdoor venue, unless you're doing like Chicago, why can't outdoor, you do Chicago? If you're
3: going outdoor, then it opens it up way more. I don't know if they're knowing that they already asked Indy as well, and Indy said no. Seemed like they went right away to an to an indoor venue. I don't know if they're willing to do outdoor. As much as I would love it being in Nashville too, because it's a fun city. That stadium is. Kind of yeah a but
2: the city is capable of handling the right people, which does matter the stadium they, sucks though and from a kansas city perspective that is a very reasonable drive mm-hmm. yeah I What's dr- it, eight hours? I, we
3: drove uh it was a little more it was more than eight i think but yeah we drove it's doable all right nick nick's notable notes Gotta
4: write down. nick's notable notes
1: Alright, by the way, I just wanna give a quick update to everybody. I have changed Vinny Pasquantino's number in my phone <laughs> okay. to tall baseball person. So <laughs> tall we're gonna keep things baseball person. Actually, you know what? Baseball guy. Baseball guy. You know, and next week when he comes on, I am going to share my theory about baseball guys and how they are the worst dressed of all
2: of the professional wow. athletes. So so you're just gonna double down on this. Mm, this I don't year. think
3: that's
1: I don't think that's a good idea, man. That's a good the, idea. What's the worst that could happen? He could kick your ass. You think Vinny Pasquantino <laughs> is going to kick my ass? Well, first, if you
2: got in a fight, he would kick your ass. Well,
3: yeah, of course. No question. <laughs> Vinny <laughs> does not
1: strike me as like a violent person.
3: No, maybe I In fact, next week, I, I'm not going to spoil everything, but let's just say there's a chance there might be certain Royals players in person with us next week. Um, why don't you give that theory in person to their face and see how that goes?
1: Okay. I mean, I'm not calling them out personally. I'm just saying, like... Baseball guys in general. Yeah, just like I would say radio guys in general are fatter than, like, TV guys. (laughs) Would you argue that?
2: No, that's accurate.
1: All right. All right. Lay off. Okay, guys. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury, relieved of his duties. You ever notice that? Like, you can always tell how much they like the guy based off what the report is. Is it he's fired or was it he's relieved of his head coaching duties? Same thing. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury finished after four seasons in Arizona... With a 28 37 and one record, which is kind of funny when you look at that final record and then you think about the conversations we were having just a couple of weeks ago that we were like, you know what? Maybe they'll run it back another year as if we needed a fifth year. Like, let's, yeah. we haven't quite seen what this well, guy's it's, capable it's, of. It's down because there.
3: they gave the guy an extension, too. Like, it, right. it, you know, they, they gave him an extension. So, as an organization,
1: uh, eight months ago, they still felt pretty good about him moving forward. By the way, do we give them credit for being willing to cut bait? In that situation? No, because all it is is money. Well, well, so there's, I think there's a what? fine line. <laughs> he's rich. He's super rich. I, I don't care.
3: I think there's a fine line between it because there are some organizations via, you know, ego or whatever uh, that are so stubborn. Yeah. That they don't look stupid. They're not it. willing to accept that. You know what? We screwed this thing up. And so they compound the problem. So I I don't know if this a credit, but it's respectable that they're willing to write the check and move on for a guy that wasn't going to, in their mind, get them to where they need to go.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think most most organizations in that situation would say, "Well, we're kind of pot committed. Let's maybe wait another year, make the buyouts a little bit cheaper, and see if something cool happens." So Kingsbury now joins a long line of college coaches who have unsuccessfully tried to make the jump to the NFL. He's probably the most surprising, seeing as how he was. Fired from Texas Tech, took right. the USC offensive coordinator job. And we're one of the more
2: successful ones somehow as a result of that.
1: Uh huh. And then all of a sudden, he gets hired to be a head coach in yeah. the NFL. Some, some coaches are uh, are meant to be coordinators.
3: You know, I think Cliff Kingsbury can be a fantastic offensive coordinator in the NFL or back in college. He's not
2: an NFL head coach. That's- Stop hiring college head coaches to be NFL head coaches. Well, yeah. name, name like more than one circumstance where it worked. Jim Harbaugh worked. And literally no one else. Re- there were like two other above five hundred teams. Well, Bill yeah.
1: O'Brien's one of them, and if you remember, right, he kind of made his bones. Pete Carroll as the his, OC of New England, yeah. right? And his
2: problem, Bill Bill O'Brien's. I'll make his argument that his problem was not coaching. His problem was being a general manager. He was a stupid general manager. He wasn't all that bad as a coach. No,
1: I actually think if he would have just been a coach. Might have been fine. We may have talked well, about him and much
3: differently. We're also finding out more and more that the Texans, as an organi- as much as we gave Bill O'Brien crap as we should have, that organization yeah, is also the just Texans a fault mess. a little bit. But no, like Pete Carroll would be the answer. Now, I know
1: he went back and forth.
3: But, but he was in
2: the NFL first. Yeah. Like, it's always guys who are like NFL guys first, right? Well, yeah,
1: and the best one to do it is Jim Harbaugh. And when you look at his resume, he spent 17 years in the NFL before he went to the college ranks and started coaching San Diego. So... The guys who have had success are guys who understand the inner workings of an NFL organization and understand the mentality, the approach that you have to have with players and staff members and knowing that it's not apples to apples when going from college to the NFL. Because you look at guys like Urban Meyer or Matt Rule, both of whom were fired in the last year, they didn't have the NFL experience and it was obvious based off the way that they tried to run their teams.
2: I just go back to that. The, the thing that always stands out to me is Nick Saban is the single greatest college football coach of all time. Yep. And I just remember that story in his first year in the NFL, and he's trying to MF a player coming off the field, and he's just like, dude, I make millions of dollars. I don't care what you say. And he's just walking off the field like, shut up. I don't care. And you're like, oh, no. That was probably like a rude awakening for Nick Saban. He's like, oh, I can't just <laughs> do this. And look, NIL is probably going to ride this line a little bit too. Like, NIL is going to, like, Affect the way you coach in college too. It's gonna to make it more pro. So maybe in ten years we'll be having a different conversation. Yeah, so that, that's right now dodge it.
1: That story that you talked about, it was OTA's in the spring for the Dolphins, and Saban had the entire team lining up to do sprints. And when he blew his whistle, everybody started to run except for Keith Trailer, who was a nose tackle. He would spent fourteen years in the NFL, right? Not a guy who's a probably guy?
4: Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he was
1: yeah. he won, yeah because he won a couple Super Bowls. Yeah. So he was yeah, not he a was... guy who's probably keen on new college coach coming in and trying to be a drill sergeant. And when he when everybody started sprinting, he just kind of started jogging down the field. And Sabin was like staring at him, right, like shooting bullets through his face. And Trailer looks over at him. He goes, "Hey Nick, hey Nick," and he starts like waving at him <laughs> sarcastically, which sent. Nick saving <laughs> off because right, he's used to everybody yeah. respecting him. And I think that was the moment where he realized, oh, things are going to be different here.
3: You got millionaire players and they're grown adults. They're not seven, you know, they're not 18, 19 year old
1: kids. That's the biggest thing. I think that don't... is the biggest thing is just like understanding you can't manage professional athletes the same way you can some impressionable kids who are fresh at high
2: school. It's just a completely different coaching job. Also, if you don't like your quarterback, you can just change it next year. Easily, like in college football, you can change your circumstances like that. You don't know, like your quarterback well, next now, year; you just get a different than, five-star now more than ever, too. Now
3: more than ever with the yeah. transfer portal. Yeah, and you can it do happens, whatever you want. You know, you're having free agency in college football every off season. I mean, Georgia, who just won a title last night, they're going to have well, because last year they had 14 guys go to the transfer portal. I think a year ago, and the, after they won a title. They're gonna still have twelve or fourteen guys again, and a lot of it is theirs because they're of course recruiting above them, right? They're they're recruiting over the guy that they recruited the year before and they can keep doing that because it's it's Georgia and they're yo, you were a five star or a four star last year? Yeah, we found a different four star at the same position. He's just better than you. So we're going to play him instead
2: versus Nick Saban, who's like, do I have to play Dante Culpepper this whole time or do I get some other choices?
3: Those are Nick's notable notes. Coming up next, though, we thinking of coaching, there's a name that's not being mentioned, including uh, one, of course, that typically gets mentioned in Kansas City. That's coming up next.
4: Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gann Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's that betting show every Thursday night at seven o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.